Welcome to the Pick Truth Podcast, where we read confessions that people send us or that we find online and rate them based on the level of geek. A truth can range from a bell pepper to a Carolina Reaper. All right, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Pig Truth. I'm your host, Dr. Vicki Harris, with my co-host. Lamont Hearn, Jr. And we're here to bring the heat. Let's All right, it. I have two, uh, I have two today, and both of them are, one of them is pretty, the title is like, maybe be a Carolina Reaper, but when you get into it, it may be not so much. And then I have one um, that mm, is probably a Poblano, but when you start talking about the level of deceit, it may get up there to a tie. So okay. that's what I have for today. Uh, I feel like both of mine today are kind of tame. Um, I might be surprised by your opinion, though, but I assume that they're going to stay under jalapeno. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, before we jump into our first uh, truth, um, what's been on your mind today as far as the podcast? Um, honestly, the reception we received. Um, so for those who don't know, this was kind of a thing that we brought up in passing um, in just the conversation we were having, I think, on a random Friday. Uh, and shouts out to the little ones. They know who they are. We know who they are. Uh, basically, uh, it, it kind of started on a whim. Just We were just talking about it and just throwing out ideas. And Vicky, you're a go-getter. So when that popped up, you was like, let's go get it. So, you know, which actually I got a tattoo that says that as well. So thank you for making that relevant now. Um, <laughs> over 12-year tattoo finally has some prevalency. Uh, but... Yeah, the reception that we received from people has been overwhelming. Uh, you and I both kind of have a, how would you say it, a, um, I guess, an apprehension to attention, if you will. Yeah, I don't like to be the center of attention. I prefer the back end. I, well, yeah. yeah, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. I'm I, with you. I prefer to be backstage support, but this is so much fun and to your point the reactions have been pretty great um we're going to continue to do this as long as we can as long as it's feasible for you know both of us have families he's married with two kids i'm married with two kids and we're not married together we're not a couple right that's why the you know dr harris (laughs) my turn you know separate people two separate people um but we have gotten a lot of good response and i greatly appreciate it uh there have been a lot of people joining our facebook group which it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, we're going to start actually having at least a game so we can send out some swag. So uh, look for that in the coming weeks where um, maybe you can actually be on the show with us yeah. and answer some trivia questions about these truths and try to guess, you know, what are some of these crazy things these people are confessing to? Oh, yeah. Um, so we'll do that for a little while because we really want this to be more engagement than just us telling you about these truths that we're finding, these confessions. But tell me what you think. Right. What can I, What can we learn from those that are listening? Yeah. What perspective can we interpret or take in? So that's been that's been one of the biggest parts is actually having these long conversations with people like, okay, I heard you talk about the guy on the side of the road. And by the way, if you haven't heard that episode, maybe episode one or two where uh, there yeah. was a, a kid who, who he witnessed the accident and instead of getting help, he just went home because he had been intoxicated. Yeah. And there was so much conversation around that. 
Yeah, whether he was right or wrong. That was episode two. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember. Yeah. So it's been great to kind of have those conversations and to have them with my little cousin who is 17 and, you know, what's the right thing to do in these situations? Even if you don't want to get yourself in trouble, one, don't drink. Right. But two, you know, what do you do? If you are afraid, you can still call for help. You can look for a mile marker and send someone back. Yeah. So. Uh, that's the whole point. The whole point is to be engaging. It's for you all to let us know what you think and then for you to share your truths and to, to you know, be a part of the, the clan here, this group. Yeah, of, the Pick True family at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, another thing I want to say uh, for sure before we definitely get started on the stories is uh, one of the things we've gotten in reception is actually people talking about um, we feed off each other pretty well. And uh, I can say this is 10 years in the making, uh, unintentionally, but I, I do think some of our lived experiences, along with how our trains of thought are, have allowed us to be able to do this. And I want to say thank you to you for, you know, pushing the idea. And, you know, I hope that we can look back, you know, a long time from now and laugh at where this started and just see where we go from there. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for being on this journey with me. Absolutely. It's it's fun. So as long as this continues to be fun and we can afford it because, you know, this is not free. Right. <laughs> free for you all to listen. It's free to listen, uh, but there's always some work, even if it's sweat equity. Yeah. Um, so we have actual cash and sweat equity, but the the, rece the reception has been great and this has been so much fun and yeah, uh, more to come. Absolutely. All right. So now I'm going to jump into my very first truth for the day. Uh, and the title is... As a teen, I would steal chewing tobacco from my coworkers. I must have gotten hooked at about 14. Uh, I couldn't buy it and I wouldn't ask anyone else to do it for me, so I started stealing. Never a noticeable amount and only when observers were impossible. I always knew exactly where all my coworkers who dipped were and what their habits were at all times. Stealing was most of the fun. I never got caught and no one ever suspected that I dipped. If I was ever offered some, I'd reject it or just make a show of being sick. I had rules I would follow. Like it could never take more than 15 seconds until I was away from, from location of a can with an easily observable reason for me to be there in the first place. I guess for him to actually get the right. dip out. Uh, I would plan my whole day around those 15 seconds putting myself in a position to where I could have the highest probability of sneaking a pinch without being observed. I, uh, I feel guilty about it now. We were all pretty good companions and it felt like I portrayed them pretty hard. It did have its benefits though. I usually know exactly where everyone and everything is as well as a comparatively good prediction skills with people, with what people are thinking and what small stimuli would uh, probably make them do X. Honestly, I'm embarrassed and ashamed that I did it but proud of the artfulness in which I did it. Okay, so I'll admit for me this one isn't this one isn't very spicy. Um, I do feel like he's got some artful Dodger vibes. I know I mentioned Oliver Twist a while back because he he started speaking to the the level of skill he ascertained from this. Uh, but as far as the actual story, I mean I'm dip illiterate, so I don't really know too much about it. I think it's it, it, okay. So my husband hates it. He hates being around it. It's disgusting for him. It's like a little, like a little can of tobacco powder. And if you might get more information, please send it to me. 
and they put it in their on their mouth under their lip and mm. it absorbs the tobacco but then they spit it out and if you put too much or hold it too long it makes people physically ill mm. um i don't i guess it's another way to get your tobacco in get your nicotine okay well, well with that information um i'm i'm still gonna say i guess because it's still stealing so i guess i'll say that's a poblano um i think dip sounds disgusting uh, again that's not a judgment on you doing it for me it's disgusting so i have no interest in it but um i do appreciate the fact that you feel like you got these um i guess you call them thievery skills i don't know like you're gonna pull off some caper or something at this point so i do find it to be a funny confession uh but as far as the spice it's not very spicy to me. yeah not a caper though like <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pull off this caper. I'm a burglar. Right. <laughs> burglar. Are you a pet burglar now? Burglar. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. That's so funny to me. Uh, but I say that with uh, I think it is a poblano because I think it, it, it could irritate others. But I think we, you have stepped into something that's kind of, it makes me concerned mm. because you did a lot of planning to steal a little bit of dip. <laughs> You, I mean, you spent an eight-hour shift. I'm just assuming it's an eight-hour shift. For You planned your whole day for 15 seconds where you could steal somebody's property, put it in your mouth, get whatever whatever feeling you get from it, and then to spit it out in a location that was quick and easy and, and unheard of. That, you know, I, I think that's a, that is a crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of effort for a little payoff. But, of course, he said most of the fun of it was the stealing. Like, and I guess sitting up, planning and plotting how you're going to do what you're going to do. I guess, I guess there is a level of fun in that. Yeah. But that's just, what else are you out there? Like, you know, like, what else are you out there doing? Like, has uh, this escalated? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, has, absolutely. Oh, oh, I read. Well, he's, he did say he felt bad because they were his companions. So maybe he's not stealing anymore. But maybe I he's stealing from people he doesn't know. But I was going to say, but he's the private person stealing people's lunches at work. Like, ah. going in there, taking sandwiches, taking the half the sandwich or the whole thing. Stealing my yogurt out of my bag, bro. Ta- uh, yeah, that's, that's, Teddy. that's you. That's you. Yeah. We know it's you. We know it's you, Greg. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Using up all the utensils on purpose, leaving dirty napkins. Just clean up after yourself. Right. Stealing people's food and thinking it's okay and worst person ever I, that makes me think um we had someone who would go in my office uh prior to COVID, of course and they would switch around we had two refrigerators uh, we had a big sliding door refrigerator and then we had the old school white refrigerator we had a person who was going in there and switching people's lunches into different locations and i'll admit initially it was funny until it was my own mm. so it was one of those instances where it was like Ha ha ha, real funny. But then when I couldn't find my own, I was real tight about it because I had some leftovers from some restaurant we went to that was pretty expensive and I was ready to get into them and I couldn't find my food. And I just got done dealing with a uh, customer who wasn't necessarily very, uh, let's say, nice. So I was ready to eat my feelings and I didn't get a chance to because somebody felt like they needed to displace my meal. So it is kind of funny, though. It was like it. Okay, it wouldn't be funny if it happened to me, but it is kind of to think about the little treachery, like, oh, to, for day today, I'm gonna get my my rocks off by switching someone's lunch from one location to because you're like, I know I put it in here, yeah, and then you're like, okay, did I bring it out of the car? Did I? I think I brought. I know I brought it out of the right. car. Did I pack it? 
Is it sitting on the table? The whole time it's sitting in the refrigerator right next to you. It's just ready. Aww. And then you're, you're tight. And it was a deep, the, the sliding door was a deep fridge. So you could put eight or nine things on top and they could be in the back and you would never see it. Mm. And, you know, I, I got there early. I was one of the people who got into the office early. So I knew uh, even if I put my stuff at the front, it would end up in the back by the end of the, of the day because more people came in. And let's just say I never found it. So mm. I'm not hungry from that day anymore, but I am still a little tight about it. <laughs> All right. So what uh, what troop do you have for us? All right. So. All right. My first troop is from Reddit. I laughed at my math teacher for not having a dad. Back in my freshman year of high school, I was in a group project with my then girlfriend and my friend. It was in history class with a strict teacher. At first, we weren't doing much work except for my girlfriend, who was always urging me to start because it was due the next day. Before my friend and I wrapped our conversation up, I don't know why, but I mentioned how our math teacher does not have a dad. My friend and I immediately tried to hold our laughter, but we couldn't. We started crying and we were wheezing. My stomach hurt a lot from laughing so hard and holding it in, as much as I could to not get caught. If that wasn't enough, after the class I remember my girlfriend did not have a dad either. I told my friend about it and we both felt so bad. I don't quite remember apologizing to her and to this day I feel so bad and want to apologize. Even though I recognize it was such a dick move to laugh at somebody's family problems, my friend and I still find it absolutely hilarious whenever we remember that time. We also feel horrible about it, realizing that we shouldn't have been laughing. I always try to forget about it because it's such a horrible thing to laugh at, but I just can't help but to remember it. Okay. Okay. Um, that's a lot to process. Yeah. If I think about myself as a kid, as mm -hmm. a 14-year-old or whatever, 13, 14-year-old in a freshman in high school, maybe something like that would be funny. Okay. As an adult... If you feel bad about it, why are you still laughing about it? Right. Like, it, you're straddling that fence really hard. Um, I don't know. This one, I don't have no daddy. Same. And I'm trying. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure someone, clearly sperm was used. Uh, probably have to edit that out. But I'm trying to think. I'm really, I'm trying to think, like, what would I give this? <sighs> A jalapeno. Especially because your girlfriend's right there and she ain't got no dad and you're over cracking up close to tears because somebody doesn't have a father. Wheezing. What kind of, what, what is wrong with people? Why is that funny? I'm like, so why are you crying? And then what happened to the teacher's dad? Did they die and you're right. making fun of them? Or were they a deadbeat? You know, like mine. Or, you know, like, were they a deadbeat? What happened? Why are you laughing so hard at that? I, I don't get that. See, uh, initially, I was I was more tight about it, but I think as I kept thinking about it, I think it's um, compassion ignorance. Mm. And um, the reason why I say that is uh, go back to a time frame where, you know, people talk nowadays about a lot of cyberbullying. And that wasn't really something that was not even really, it wasn't possible when, when I was a kid because cyber wasn't really a thing, uh, especially for anyone who... Uh, didn't have a ton of money and didn't work at like IBM or something. But um, I remember a time where people would make jokes about people's shoes. Um, I was one of those kids back in the day. I had the uh, Shaqs from Kmart. Um, never really had a pair of Jordans or anything like that. But I remember people making fun of my shoes and things like that. And, and, it, and it hurt. 
But I think part of the reason why I say compassion intelligence is not understanding that that's not a choice that I made. Mm. I didn't actively choose to have those shoes. I would have loved to have had the same shoes. I would have loved to have had a lot of things in my childhood I didn't have. And I think for some kids, um, their way of trying to fit in is to show how much someone else stands out. Mm. Um, that 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 could be on a bumper sticker. Mm. The way to fit in is to show how else someone else. Say it again. I'm slow. Oh, uh, the, the way to fit in is to show how someone else stands out. So that could be a bumper sticker. The yeah. way to fit in is to show how someone else stands out. Yeah, that's terrible, but it's it's I think it's real. Yeah, I mean, and it happens. I mean, I just look at culture of today and think about how the Marvel movies and all these things are now popular mainstream yeah they're mainstream and it's ironic to me especially as a black kid growing up there was not something that you were supposed to be into whether it was video games and i mean like to the level that a lot of my friends and i were into like it was it was made fun of to be into as that was referred to as geek culture and nowadays it's nothing for somebody's grandmother to be a fan of marvel movies or to play mobile games or anything else but the things i was into as a kid were seen as bad and um to the point where i remember even playing uh, sports it was something i almost hid from my teammates about things i was into because it wasn't okay to come to find out that now a lot of them were into the exact same thing and we were all hiding it so it's this unfortunate cycle we have of trying to fit in so much that we don't want to be seen as unique uh, whether that was even, you know, me me growing up singing and doing R&B and stuff like that. It was weird for me to be 6'5 and be a singer and be built like a football player. You know, the only guy I ever saw close to my height who was a singer was Montel Jordan. And, you know, his... <laughs> I'm sure when I said that name, you and a lot this of other people... How we do it. I knew it. I knew it was coming. <laughs> it's Friday night. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Shout out to Montel. Hey, facts. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, I do. I think it's compassion intelligence. It's a lack of it that people just don't have, especially when you're a kid. Um, and then even as you get older, there are people who reach certain levels of success and sometimes don't understand that even though you reach that level of success, it doesn't mean that everyone is able to do and reach the levels you are. I understand that you can come from a place of, of low means and then reach success and assume because you had it everyone can do it mm -hmm. but that's just not how it always is so I, I, that's interesting that that's an interesting perspective on that 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 truth and compassion is important and yeah so his girlfriend could have been feeling really all kinds of awkward. all the way up and you know and not going to say anything you're not going to first of all you don't even have the intellectual capacity to speak up most of the time at that age and say hey that was hurtful to me yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she's probably sitting there, stomach hurting, because that pit in the stomach you get when people are talking about you, that flush with embarrassment, yeah. because you're being made fun of for circumstances out of your control. Yeah. I have no control over that. So, yeah. So now it makes me feel bad about when I was a kid, and everybody used to be like, nah, 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 your mama's on crack, right? Like, so. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> now I'm Yo, I mean, that, first of all, that was a song, people. That was actually a song. Yeah. But I mean, we would make fun of people for their. We had, you know, the DBGs. 
what the DBGs? The Dirty Bum Gangsters. Like, that was a name. I was going to ask, but I was afraid to find out what that <laughs> me meant. Me and my brother. I, I don't even think I came up with them. I think my brother did. And there was this group, the DBGs, Dirty Bum Gangsters. Mm. Uh, and so, they probably had no control over I mean, I, Funny that I'm calling anybody a DBG because, yeah, that's right, probably a story right, right. for another day. Right. But we, I didn't have very much compassion. Yeah. But I grew up in, um, I guess, the hood, I put that in quotes. There wasn't any room for compassion. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, kind, of, it was kind of a way of life. Yeah. There wasn't. So. I mean, the jokes, the dozens. The, yeah. I mean, a few episodes back, I, t- I was at a school and got Vicky with a frog from Africa in a box. Like, that was, that was what I experienced. Yeah. And so, it's a... Uh, yeah, I, I can understand how you should feel bad, but as an adult, if you're an adult now, it's really not funny anymore. There right. are people who are who don't have parents for reasons that are outside of their control, and it's a painful memory or painful thought. Yeah. So yeah, that one's uh, now you've talked me into at least a jalapeno. Now I'm in a jalapeno because because I feel like you say you feel bad, but you're still laughing about it. Right. But you don't really feel bad. You still think it's funny as hell. Yeah. You just yeah, maybe I don't know, and maybe I'm wrong. So if you are are listening and you have an opinion about this, send us an email at picktruthmail at post dot com and let us know. Is am I overreacting? Is it you know making fun of a teacher for not having a dad in front of your girlfriend who didn't have a dad, and then you laughing about it but feeling bad? Can you, I guess you could have a dichotomous feeling. You can yeah. have these two things be true. Yeah, you know correcting myself again. I guess you could you could have a dichotomous feeling. You could have two things be true at the same time, but that just makes you a dick. Like that that just makes you I don't know. That that gives me a reaper situation for me. So what else you got, Vicky? This is a long one, folks, so sit back and listen to for me. I lied so I wouldn't have to go to my grandmother's funeral. To preface the situation, I currently serve in the military. At the time of my grandmother's death, I was stationed overseas. I'm not a sentimental type of person, especially towards large majority of my family. Before even applying for overseas duty assignment, I knew that my grandmother didn't have much time left. There were many times that she had been in the hospital while I was stationed back in the States, but I never took leave to go back home. I always made excuses along the lines of my command not allowing or approving my leave. Even when I was uh, picked for an overseas assignment, I lied to my family saying that it was on it was non-voluntary and I didn't have a choice in the matter. I knew full well uh, that it would probably be the last time I would see her. Fast forward a few months and I'm now in a Middle Eastern country. Once again, my grandmother was hospitalized and my family expressed that it didn't look good and I should start making preparations to come home. Truthfully, I had no desire to spend thousands of dollars and use the time off I've built up to essentially, in my mind at the time, waste. I knew that I could outright, I knew that I couldn't outright say that because it would come off cruel and heartless to my family, which didn't, which don't get me wrong, it absolutely is. Normally, anyone would be hard pressed to come up with a believable lie that would explain not being able to take leave for a death in the family, something that the military typically is good, is very good at accommodating. I feel ashamed to say this, but but thankfully the COVID pandemic was just starting to become serious. We were already hearing rumors of the military putting a stop movement, essentially denying the possibility of, of leave being approved. It wasn't official yet, but my family didn't have to know this. 
using the excuse of the pandemic, I told my family that I would, wouldn't be able to come home at, uh, for her funeral. Obviously, they were extremely upset, but they understood the situation and talked it up to unfortunate timing and the military lifestyle. Now, a year later, the anniversary Facebook post began to come around. Again, to be truthful, I didn't feel remorse about what I did until now. However, after learning from my family that my grandmother was extremely regretful that I wasn't there when she passed. Also, that uh, having the funeral was difficult for my family without me there. There is an overwhelming sense of guilt and disgust towards myself. Now I'm left with the question, what type of selfish, greedy monster cares more about time off than they do about a close relative who did them no wrong? I don't believe in the afterlife, but if there is, I will be able to maintain, will I be able to maintain the lie when directly facing her? Will she forgive me? Questions that I'll never know the answer to and something I doubt I'll ever be able to get to get rid of the guilt of. Okay. So based on the fact that this person mentioned, and I, and I want to break this down properly, based on the information they provided stating that their issue was with losing time, I feel like this is a lot more spicy. Whereas if this person had stated that their reasoning for doing this was based on not necessarily wanting to be there. Well, I think it was... Okay, repeat that. Repeat that for me. Okay. <clears throat> so, basically the person had a, had referenced multiple times that they did not want to, quote-unquote, waste their time that they had accrued in time off. Um, I didn't really hear, and maybe I, maybe I missed something there, it did not come across as if it was about not wanting to be at a funeral because of the um, the act of burying someone. So for me, I feel like it's a little bit more spicy because if it was only about time, then that gets a little more cloudy for me. So I'm just going to make sure I understand for clarity. Sure. You're, you're simply saying that if, if he said, I don't like funerals and I tried to avoid the funeral, that's one thing. But for him to like, I don't want to, it's a waste of time to go to a funeral and I don't want to waste my PTO. I'm not going. That's a different thing. I feel, yes. Okay. For me, I feel like those okay. are different. Yeah. Only because I, I personally am not a big fan of funerals. Um, I'm not a big fan of funerals. It has nothing to do for me though with um, time off or anything like that. And again, you're right. You're, um, you know, you're right to have your own opinions about how you do things. But um, being that this is a podcast in which we rate things. Um, I look at it as the reason why I'd be a lot more, I'd say it was a lot less spicy for it to be for that reason is because I feel weird at funerals because for me, I registered that the person that we are burying is for how I feel is not directly there. And sometimes being in the presence of everyone else being very sorrowful, is that a word? Uh Um, it, I feel uneasy about it. Um, because I have been in instances over my life where I've had family members pass and um, I've dealt with that on my own time and it could be based on my personality. I I don't do well in crowds Mm -hmm. sometimes um, that it kind of gets overwhelming for me and I don't sometimes have the proper response that people would want in those moments. Um, So I think because it's more about time 
I am giving this person a side eye. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say it's a jalapeno because at, at they they did allude at the end that they don't believe in the afterlife, so there could be hints to what I'm stating being part of their reason. But just based on what they stated, it did not give me that as their main reasoning. It was almost like that was a side the side reason. to it. Yeah, yeah. It just sounds like he didn't want to be there. Didn't really care. Right. That's what it sounds like. And yeah, like he was indifferent. Uh, would you say that? Hmm. I'm thinking because indifference, you don't care. Like there's, I don't know. That one's a hard. I don't know if he was being indifferent or not. Well, I think indifference is is, is worse than hate. I think there's. Like it doesn't matter yeah, whether they're or not. There's an extreme hate, love, indifference, yeah, yeah. and I feel like indifference is thus. I don't care. Like I, I, for me, and that's probably gonna get cut out, but. I will say for me, when you think about, and I think about indifferent, I'm indifferent. I don't care. I would, I would uh, have a negative connotation with that. Okay. Because even if you hate something, at least there's some type of emotion. Yeah. If you're indifferent, like, I don't care if you live or die. Right. It's just flat. Yeah. At least if I, if I want you to die, at least uh, theoretically, I have a reason. Like, oh, you killed my bunny. Like, <laughs> I want you to die. Right. At least you have a, a reason. And not that it's a good reason or you should kill anyone. But at least I can understand that. Right. Or I love you no matter what. I'm going to pretend like I'm pregnant. I love you. I can't take it. Like, those are two extremes. Right. But indifference for me is like, I don't care. I don't care if you live or die. I don't care if you're up or down. I don't care if it's hot or cold. It's just such a lukewarm position for me. Okay. Um, but, I mean, that's just my interpretation. Do you feel like he didn't allude to that, though? I think he was indifferent. Okay. I, I, this is kind of pushing it up to a, a, a tie. Okay. It, it, I, I'm dichotomous. Part of me is the tie. It's a tie because your family wanted you there, and you're lying to them about why you don't want to be there, why you can't come, because instead of saying, I don't want to be there, because you don't want to be cruel. But I think there's a, ask yourself, why don't you want to be there? I mean, I get you not liking funerals. I get you not liking maybe a spectacle of it. Right. But why don't you want to be there? Why can't you be honest about why you don't want to be there? Yeah. Um, but then the other part of me is, if you don't want to be someplace, don't go. Yeah. Which makes it a, a bell pepper. If you're trying to politely tell someone, I don't want to go somewhere, so I'm just going to... I have done that. Yeah. Like, uh... So there have been times that I like I ain't going. I got to write. That's when I was writing my dissertation, and sometimes I did, and sometimes it was like, no, nah, I'm just I don't want to go. Right. So I'm like, oh, I got something else to do. Yeah. It, it's just easier to explain. No, nah, I don't want to be there with you. So if you don't want to be somewhere, then fine, don't be there. Um, but be honest about it to the people who who are around you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, be honest about what, what you are for the people around you. That's just my opinion. Now that I'm thinking about it more, you know, it's easy to be judgmental uh, and to judge someone who who doesn't want to attend a funeral or the, someone that's close to them, but people do it all the time. Yeah. People miss funerals all the time. Their grandparents, their parents, siblings, children. People miss other people's funerals all the time. And does it make them a reaper cause, or or a tie in Poblano because you didn't want to go because, well, I don't know, um, because of your time. Like, it's just a waste yeah. of time. Maybe it is a Poblano. Maybe it's a bell pepper. But for him, he couldn't, he could never tell anybody. Right. He could never tell his family that's why he didn't go. Yeah. Um, and then the thing is, if you feel like you can make these types of decisions, 
and not feel guilty later on, so be it. Yeah. So be it. Don't beat yourself up over things that are and and to be honest, you might not have been able to come. You could have done everything in your effort and it could have been stopped because of COVID. Yeah, and you still would have felt bad about not being there. Well maybe he wouldn't have. Well I'm saying like no yeah. the true point, true point, yeah. true point, true point. Saying you still could have felt yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know, that's crazy. That's crazy. I don't know. Funerals funerals suck. Yeah, man, they're 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 a lot. Funerals suck and and so yeah, so that's that's it about the, the this guy and his funeral. So we're, I'm um t- totally tied on this one. It's somewhere between a bell pepper and a Thai chili. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, again, this is one I I I turn it over to to the listeners. Yeah. You know, what do you all think? What would you consider this particular truth? Is it is it really spicy that he didn't attend because you know he didn't want to waste his time, or is it? A bell pepper because people miss funerals all the time and the person's physical body is there and their spirit may not be so right. it, it, I don't know that's a it'll be interesting if uh, we can get someone to to message us on the group or, or send us an email so yeah all right that's all that I that was my uh, truth for this episode what do you have Lamont all right so my last truth title is I took a dump in a bowl when I was nine I was like nine years old or something I was taking a shower when I needed to take a dump I used to play with my toys in water, you know, kid stuff. So there was my plastic bowl in front of me. Something clicked in my head and I thought it would be a great idea to take a poop in that bowl and let it sit there in the water. An experiment, I thought. I got back to complete my shower. I probably played with my toys a little and forgot about the poop experiment. I got out, put my clothes on, and went to sit in the living room to play a video game. Fifteen minutes later, my dad uses the bathroom and comes out confused, shocked, and asks, who did this in the bathroom? I remembered the messed up experiment I did, and I react with, what? What happened? Dad can't explain it, so I act like I knew nothing about it and go see for myself. And there it was, a poop and water in a plastic bowl with a disgusting smell everywhere near the bathroom. I blame it on my younger sister. She obviously knew it was me, but I denied it. I'm the older sibling, so Dad believed me. I continue playing my video game like nothing ever happened. I think I'm the only one who remembers. They still don't know it was me. Hilarious disgusting and hilarious all at the same time okay i get it he was a kid mm-hmm. but i need you to imagine if you will if you walk into your bathroom and your child has put a, a hershey log mm-hmm. in a bowl in the bathtub and like we have like a little bowl in our tub like the boys use to help uh, uh to rinse out their hair when they're uh-huh. washing their hair uh but if they had put poop in that and just mm-hmm. what is that is disgusting it is that is disgusting like I, I don't even know what to rate it. Uh, and then you lied on your little sister. Yeah. It's it's a Thai chili. I'm judging you. First of all, why are you why are you taking <laughs> if it's not the to- what is up with poop? Take you we have toilets. Yeah. Go use yeah. use an outhouse, use a toilet. Man, use a said outhouse? If you got to. But not the tub. No, I, I respect <laughs> that. It's just I'm trying to think of to be fair, we have listeners from everywhere. Uh, we've even had some listeners overseas. So to be fair, there you could be in an outhouse. But it made me think of a uh, daddy daycare. Mm-hmm. You seen that movie where he walks in and one of the kids says he pooped. He goes, "I pooped," and he goes, "All right, great." And he goes, "But it's everywhere." And he walked in the room and it was just—I mean, they didn't show us, but obviously from his facial expression, it was everywhere. And I think I would probably have a similar response if I just saw a floating log in a, in a bowl. 
did you let out the watch? Like, there's so many questions there. It's nasty. Um, I would probably say I judge that as a tie as well, because I am judging you only because it got to a tie because you blamed it on your sister knowing good and well that was your love. It was real disrespectful. But can't you see him be like, what, what, what's, what are you talking about? I don't right. know what's going on. Let me, oh, who did that? Oh, that's nasty. Yeah, who did, I, who would do something like that? And right. like, all along it was you? Whole time. Oh my goodness. These kids are, that is a disgusting thing. I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine anyone doing that. He got dressed. <laughs> Bro was like, you know what? I'm going to get as far away as it being possibly me as I could. Let me go down here, play this game. I am dressed. He probably got his socks and Well, shoes I think on. he forgot about it. I think he just was probably pooped in this bowl ah. and went ahead with his rest. There's a whole bunch of mud butt questions I got now. Mm. Like, how did you do that? How did you? This is a weird question. This might have to be edited out. But how do you force yourself to poop in the tub? Like, I would have to force myself. Like, how do you get, like, your body comfortable enough to, like, log it in the tub? <laughs> like, how do you do that? That is gross. And how big was this bowl? I don't like, know. Uh, did it come out like the yoga soft serve at, like, Sweet Savannah's? Uh, no? Yeah, that part probably has to be cut. Yeah, that part is gross. I don't know. I, I really don't understand people. I don't understand. Okay, again, this is weird. But, I mean, I mean I'm sure I've done some weird things, too. Uh, but, This yo, is a lot. It is. Yeah, that's a lot. And I, I do wonder if it all made it into the bowl. I do, and I know that's gross, and I'm sorry for anyone who's listening. But that's a lot because I don't assume this bowl was very big. And for you to, that's just, that's, that's a whole lot to it. And then for you to lie on your sister and make it her issue, not yours, is very messed up. So. But the faint innocent, what? I don't, I don't know. What, what happened? Did what? What are you talking about, Mom? Right. My kids do it all the time. What, who did this? What? What? Who made this mess in the kitchen? What what mess is it? Let me see. Whole time, fingers is covered in the same stuff it is. <laughs> it's popcorn. It's my Otis. My Otis, you know, my Otis is addicted to popcorn. My pro- he has a he needs a he needs a a counseling session for popcorn. Like, mm. hey, my name is Blank, and I I'm addicted to popcorn. Mm. Always, like, son. What is all? Who did this popcorn? What what are you talking about? I don't, oh, it's popcorn. I don't know. I don't. I, I, Boy, I don't get out of my face with all that. I don't, I don't know who did it. Right. What? Who? Huh? Huh? I don't know. Hey, kids, man, they are very funny. Okay, what did you rate this one? Um, I definitely say it is a tie, Chili, just because of the fact that you were willing to take it to the level that you put it on your sister knowing good and well it was your log. Mm-hmm. So, definitely a tie. Little grossness. Oh, yeah. That's not little grossness. Huge, enormous grossness right there. Hmm. Enormous grossness. All right, if you like today's show, help us out. Subscribe and send the show to two friends. If you've not already joined our Facebook group, Pick Truth, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you want to send us an email, please send it to picktruthmail at post.com. And please don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. All right, that ends the show. Thanks. See you next time. Later. We can't pick truth without you. Send us your truths at picktruthmail at post.com to see if you can bring the heat. 